Have you ever climbed a tree? I mean really climbed it, as high as you can go until you can feel the top sway to and fro in the gentlest of breezes? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When you are young, most things feel like magic. Perhaps some things really are, but others are just dazzling. I remember being utterly transfixed when my parents took my brother and I out for an average weekend hike in the woods, and we came upon the sunny edge of a brook. Growing in thick abundance was a light green, juicy-looking plant adorned with flame-orange blossoms from a flower that is blooming right now. I have no idea how old I was at the time, but if I learned anything from studying Swiss childhood psychologist Jean Piaget, I'd guess I was under the age of seven. I assume this because I recall being utterly confused by the name of this plant and the magical properties presented to me. This plant was common jewelweed. I recall my parents took my brother and me over to this plant, plucked a few of the egg-shaped scalloped leaves, and brought them over to the tannin-stained waters of that little brook. They asked us if we knew why the plant was called jewelweed. I don't recall my brother's answer, but I had never encountered the plant before, so this was all new to me. My parents held the leaves in the water and flipped them this way and that. I was astonished. There, before my eyes, my parents had actually performed a magical feat. Just moments before, this tender-looking plant was exactly that, tender and very planty. But there, sitting in the water, held in my parents' gentle grip, it shimmered like the finest polished silver, but flagged in the water's dark current like the softest silk. What was this thing that is both a jewel and a weed? What kind of mad trickery is this? I was amazed. I snatched my own fistful of this stuff and tried the trick. Silvery wonder. I grabbed another bunch and thrust it into the water. Yet again, silver. And so my mind categorized it as both a jewel and a weed. This is what Jean Piaget would call the concrete operational stage of childhood development, where we take just about everything at face value. Green and plant-like, it's a plant. Shiny and silvery? Okay, so it's also a jewel. Cool, let's keep hiking. In actuality, the shiny effect is due to the microscopic surface hairs which trap air and cause the plant to repel water almost entirely. So, when held underwater, the whole surface of the leaf is, in effect, encapsulated in a paper-thin bubble of air and shimmers accordingly. But this effect is not the only flashy effect of this plant. The flowers, which are in bloom right now, are also decidedly showy. The rich orange speckled blossoms of jewelweed contrast delightfully with the pale watery green stems and foliage of the rest of the plant. Butterflies and hummingbirds alike seem to be enchanted by the plant almost as much as I was as a young kid. Each blossom is spur-shaped with a long slender nectary, just perfect for the probing mouthparts of a hummingbird or butterfly. But this plant is more than just fine jewelry draped along streamside edges. It is also powerful and convenient medicine. In the same kinds of habitats preferred by jewelweed, poison ivy seems equally at home. If you have not had a poor experience with poison ivy, count yourself lucky. Even a light touch from the leaves of this plant can transmit enough oils to cause a mighty blistered rash. Itchy, oozy, and altogether unpleasant. Luckily, jewelweed is here to help. The juice, or a boiled-down extract, of the crushed leaves and stems can be applied to the skin prophylactically to prevent getting a poison ivy rash, 
can be used to wash areas of suspected exposure or used after a rash has developed to speed recovery. So this weekend, you can look for jewelweed blossoms. If you happen upon the plant, you can pick a leaf and see for yourself the quicksilver illusion created when it is submersed in water. If you happen to get into poison ivy in your pursuit of this plant, you needn't look any further than jewelweed to save the day. And if you happen to be someone that gets poison ivy frequently, you might find this wonderful native plant again once the fruits are ripe, so you can save some seed for cultivation in your own yard as it is as useful as it is beautiful. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 